You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Paint the Town Podcast. I'm your host, James. That's how I'm. Uh, I'm teacher. Are we doing this? Yeah, yeah we're, no, we're on. We're now. rolling. We're yes. on live. We are right. absolutely rolling. Are we good, now. Ken? I'm Scott. This is uh, this is Scott Lane. We have here in the studio with us today, and I I got to speak up because I know Scott a little bit better than you do, James. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's mainly because of working in the streets, the work that I did in the streets. Okay. Um, and I actually met him at uh, the Brainwash show when Mr. Brainwash had a show. Back in 2011, this rental space. Wow, that's a long time ago. A long time ago. Oh, on La Brea, right crazy. there, La Brea and Romaine. Yeah, it doesn't look like that anymore. Some of it, some of it still, still looks like it. Some of it's still there. That was the yeah. Life is Beautiful mural, right? Um, yes mm. and no. He had some of that, that stuff right there, there, but that was a different, that was a different show. That was after that show. That was, out, okay, okay. Yeah, that show okay. I think was in 2008 or 2009. Okay, let's back up for a second for the audience. I mean, Mr. Brainwash, some people are, you know, oh, yeah. that, that are listening. So I just want to make sure everybody knows what's up. <laughs> That's true. I know. I get a little ahead of myself sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So Mr. Brainwash, I mean, is a uh, street artist uh, who was featured in the movie Exit Through the Gift Shop. He was the controversy because he was filming um, the street artists, and eventually he kind of commoditized street art in a sense in that era well he was going to put together a film but yeah. he didn't have any concept of how to do it he had he just had a bunch of um tapes that weren't labeled he yeah. tried to put them all together and tapes. show them yeah, tapes back tapes. when there were tapes exactly <laughs> kids tapes are things that we used to record video on and you stuck them in machines not your computer you stuck them in machines yes you had to fast forward and rewind you couldn't yeah, yeah exactly so he was going to put together a film and then he couldn't do it and so that's when Banksy kind of took no, he, over. Well, he he did it, but it didn't work out great. A lot of people don't like Mr. Brainwash. He's hated on. I like him. Yeah, I, I've exactly. worked with him. I've personally worked with him. I've put my hand up his shirt and put a microphone on his hairy chest. I've worked with him. <laughs> so he's a cool guy. The thing about Mr. Brainwash is he's not the artist, but he's the artist behind the artist. He is... What I've noticed about him personally with working with him is if he says he's going to do something about his art, he's going to do it. Oh, yeah. But if he yeah. says he'll meet you here on a Tuesday and it has nothing to do with art, no, <laughs> he, he may or may not be there. He's French. Um, yeah, but if it has anything to do with his art, if he has an idea in his head, it will follow through. It's a done deal. Yeah. It might take years. It might take months. It might take an hour. He's almost he's kind of like away. the Andy Warhol. That's exactly how I looked at him. I always yeah. looked at him like the Andy Warhol of today. And a lot of people didn't like that dude back then. And that's kind of what he is today. And he's kind of, what's the word? Pop. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. He, he, he yeah. moved past. Yeah. I almost want to yes. say he moved he past street artist. He's just yes. an artist. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's all what street I... artists are artists, but sometimes street artists are in that world that they don't want to be considered an artist. They're just street art. But now you have to be that, and he's that, and it's he's just pop. Some yeah, guys don't even want to be. I am very thankful for the guy because if it wasn't for him, I never would have met a lot of people. Exactly. He brought a lot of people together on that show. Yeah, he brought a lot of people together on that show. I have a lot of footage from that show, too. A lot of footage. Um, I only gave him half of it. 
good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the fascinating thing about his story is that he was just recording so much. I mean, he, he didn't even know what he was going to do with it. You know what I mean? So it's no, kind of just an like, idea and he, he just, just wanted, wanted to hang record, out, record, right? record, record. And I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm a guy who record, record, recorded. Um, and it was, it was cool to watch him, how he did it and watch that escalation. How did you get hooked up with, with him at that show? Basically <laughs> doing all that. He was outside doing some shit, and I drove by in my black work car at the time. Which my, was a... My black work car looks a little like a, a Stringer car. <laughs> <laughs> my black work car uh, at that time was a black Crown Victoria. Um, cop had, car. No, it was a Stringer car. Um, it, it, <laughs> it looked did have, like a cop car. It did have some antennas and some spotlights and things like that. It looked it like a my, cop car. It holds my equipment well. Um He's he, that dude, man. Yeah, he, uh, he came. I, I came by and stopped, and my car intrigued him. And I was like, "Enough about the car." And then he's like, "Well, come by tomorrow, you know, because he fi- he found out as a cameraman." He's like, "Well, we'll come by." And that was like two days before the show opened. And then I was there every day for, like, I slept there, I napped there, I spent a lot of time in West Hollywood for those three or four weeks. I stopped working. They were chasing the arsonist. Do you remember the arsonist that was uh, going oh, around yeah. yes. in West Hollywood lighting stuff on fire yes, from what country? Yeah. Not this one. Germany? Don't know. Anyways, that was going on and I was watching my competition just oh, get all no. the hits. Just get oh, the hits. No. And, and it's happening around me. It's not even like I had to we drive to, to the area to go to work. It's just I. it was happening around me. Now, the reason why your uh, my work car looked the way it did and the, yeah, how you became <laughs> to doing what you do is because of a camera, but um, I'm a news cameraman. Uh, I film all the bad stuff you see on TV. I used to say, and, I, and these lines have now been taken and put in movies, put in television right. shows. Um, not all of it, but parts of it. My reality is people's most harshest reality. If you've I ever seen the there. movie uh, Nightcrawler, I will be there at the worst time of your life. They there took that go. line and put it in the movie, then that line went on to the Netflix show, and blah, 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 blah. And here we are, sitting in when did uh, when did that start? Which I mean, one? When did you start Spring? with a camera? Uh, I've been playing with cameras since uh, I've been holding my friend's VHS camcorders. What year is that? We're talking mid eighties. Mid mid eighties. I was playing with my friend's VHS cameras in the nineties. I was still playing with it, and we started to go digital right about ninety seven, ninety eight. Is that right around when Mini DV came around? And and yeah. well, there went high eight. It went to uh, it went a little smaller, but. Mini DV is set the standard probably about 97, 98, 99 for sure. Right. And that's how my career got started because of a camera that I finagled from my mom. And nice. it was a Canon <laughs> XL1. Somehow she bought me a really nice camera for my Christmas and birthday. Um, it's a long story behind it. I don't want to get into how I got it from her. And but She gave it to me for Christmas. My birthday was great. And, <laughs> and, and before uh, before... That, I was just doing nothing with the footage. I mean, I went on a trip uh, in 1999, which is weird because that trip's coming back right now. That trip is coming back. I went on a trip in 1999. A buddy of mine did a wheelie across America on his bicycle. Who was that? Kurt. Kurt Osborne. Have you met Kurt? I don't think I've met um, Kurt. Kurt did a wheelie on his bicycle uh, across America. It took us 75 days to get across 10 miles an hour. He's going to do it again. He's leaving October 13th. But on that trip, oh. he, uh, he bought himself a, a Sony DV camera, and I recorded that. That footage ended up going on Discovery Channel, Ripley's Believe It or Not, ESPN, all kinds of places to where it was coming to the point where I was like, I might be able to do something by hitting record. And my mom was nice enough to give me this camera. Uh, Four months later, after getting the camera, I was at the Cowboy Boogie in Anaheim, California. 
Um, <laughs> filming my friends do stupid shit at clubs. And was that Jimmy? It was Jimmy's brother. Jimmy wasn't old enough to go in clubs at that time. <laughs> <laughs> It was Jimmy, we're it was we're Jimmy talking about Brian. Jimmy Fitzpatrick and then, was that Brent you're talking about? Uh, no, it was Brian. 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 Okay. Brian Fitzpatrick. The Fitzpatricks. Uh, we love yeah. the Fitzpatricks. Yeah, yeah. I love the Fitzpatricks. How did you guys meet? I mean, um, Teach and... Uh, teach and I at the Brainwash uh, show. Yeah, at the Brainwash yeah, I mean, show. Yeah, but after, this was, so this was before... Uh, this was all before, well, now, basically. Okay, so that's that's where I met him and everything. Yeah. And he was basically um, part of Loud Labs putting yeah. out artwork on the streets along with Todd. Mm -hmm. um, and then... This was what year? 2011, Loud Labs start. Loud Labs hit the street because of the exit through the gift shop movement. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, movement's the exactly. word. <laughs> movement's the word. Yeah. Uh, Todd has always been an artist, or L Loud Labs has always been a form of Todd's art. He's a storyteller using um, using stencils, uses an art to tell the comic book story that's in his head um, that he started writing in the 90s. I was filming stuff. He was writing stuff. We were trying to make shorts. Doesn't work out. Your friends. Can say they can do things on a Friday night, and then when it comes to doing it on a Wednesday, it, it doesn't work. So he started to put the story out on his own, on just with art and giving it to his friends. And he just it was, he was a garage artist, garage artist, gave it to his friends, things like that. Then the movement took place, and he's like, "Dude, I want to hit the streets." And I was like, "Well, I kind of happen to know how that works because I've been collecting some art um, before that because I was on a reality show back in 2007, 2008. They gave me some money." I looked at it as an investment. I invested in a lot of Shepard Fairy prints. Um, I invested. So smart. I invested. Well, I don't know if it's. I call it investment. And that was before the Obama piece came. So a lot of. Oh man. So when the Obama piece showed up, a lot of art I'd already bought had turned into, had started to grow more. And I yeah. know the story of of Obey. I know that he 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 won. When it comes to the sticker war, because yeah. kids stickers are things that we used to put um, in the street to promote stuff. Um, but now on social media, there is no stickers. So back in the day, there was a sticker war. He won. Yeah. Volcom got second. Yeah. Yeah, Volcom got second. But he won, and what he did with a sticker, I admired. And then... Just real quick, just I'm going to go on the history of Obey real quick. I mean, the... the uh, Do we need to, though? Yeah, because <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people this, don't... You know what? Check this out. There's Some, a new documentary, though. I haven't even seen it. Yeah, the, the Hulu yeah. The one. Yeah, exactly. One. All right, but little, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, real quick. Just, just let's... Take a step back. I want to just because there's some music people that um, might be from my audience that you know they're just getting into the street art. Oh, nice, nice tattoo, brother. <laughs> I like that, man. So, so I always say that you know the kind of entry course into street art a lot of times is stickers. You know, yeah. I mean, you design your sticker. Well, it was. It was. It yeah, was. yeah. Now it you was. kind of just mm -hmm. throw it up on social in yeah. Instagram or something like that. But you it's know what? Now. I'm telling you, I think I think stickers are well and live. You can't never you can never tell because. Uh, uh, you know, they age pretty fast depending on what depending type on of what you do. Right? If you but, do a label or a sticker, labels so are I mean, cheap. People buy a lot of labels and then they don't work because it's a yeah. label. And it's this not a sticker. That's true. This started in the graffiti scene, I think, because people used to take the free Bands. mail, the mail postage stickers, right? Yes. You go to the post office and then there's like that sticker that says to and from, right? And then, you know, if you don't, if you can't afford stickers yourself, you're just going to draw a little. Maybe a little tag, a little bubble letter, a little character, that's and right. then just stick it on the street, right? You, right. you know what I mean? So that's kind of like, uh, to me, uh, how a lot of hip hop kids, a lot of uh, uh, different kids, they start off in their first step into the graffiti scene. I mean, before they pick up a spray can, it's a lot less dangerous, and you kind of get the just similar slap a sticker. Yeah, you yeah. yeah you get a similar Same thrill outcome. by uh, you know. Much but here's the here's the uh, the opposite of that though is you can actually get a felony for a sticker. 
Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think we now, mentioned this last time, but go yeah, over it again for the audience. Yeah. A sticker will leave residue. Yeah. Okay. If you're painting, you can paint over that. That comes off with with paint thinner. But a sticker, a sticker will leave residue, and if it ruins a sign that costs more than four hundred dollars, <laughs> that's a felony. <laughs> Felonies suck. <laughs> felonies are a pain in the ass. So, so let me get back. So the uh, you need a lawyer for felonies. Yeah, yeah I know. Yes, <laughs> I think one thing that we can share is we've all, all you know almost got felony charged in this. We're sitting on. Oh, this we've couch. all been charged with felonies now, whether you get yes. convicted or not. Yeah, that's true. That but anyway, completely. I mean, different. I'm no gangster yes. man, but you know, <laughs> shit happens, different. man. Um, so <laughs> anyway, so obey. Okay, Shepard Ferry is this dude. Remember, guys, this is the dude that Joe Cool. Has problems with okay. Uh, if you go back and listen to that podcast, and uh, you know it's it's hilarious conversation. But anyways, on the East Coast, he was around Boston basically a lot. Rhode of, Island, Rhode Island. I'm sorry, yeah, similar area. Um, <laughs> so he designed this sticker called Andre the Giant has a posse. Basically, uh, Andre the Giant is a uh, professional wrestler back in I don't know the 70s. I would say 70s, 70s 80s, 70s, 80s, yeah, and Hulk then Hogan put him over his head in, <laughs> in WrestleMania one. Hulk Hogan. Pick that dude up and put him over his head. 520 pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, And that's what made Hulk Hogan, by the way. That WrestleMania won. And Absolutely. Boom. That whole thing blew it up. And then we all love Princess Diaries. So we all we all know who Andre the Giant is. Yeah. We <laughs> watch, who didn't no. watch Princess Diaries? Well, <laughs> come on. Well, I mean, you know, some kids. Anyways. So Ronda Rousey is only, you know, only, only, a, only a wrestling person, not an MMA person. Though. So, you We're know, not we quite make... millennials. How old are you, Scott? <laughs> I'm 43. What does that make us? I'm 49. That makes me 43. You guys, you, we're, I not, think, we're not millennials. You guys though. are Gen we're, X. I, I'm the Gen X. I'm a Zenny. I say basically. I was born in the 70s, raised in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s. Right. That's how I look at it. Got it. And it's That's weird because right. growing up is like you you would know people that were born close to that 19, 1899 mark, things like that, that were in your life in the 70s and 80s. And now, like, our kids are going to, like, us, we're, do you know how old we are to our kids? I know, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't have kids, so I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> uh, it'll get you. I remember. The, the so, age will or the kids will. Anyway, so, so anyways, go back Ferry. to the Shepherd Ferry, basically. He won the sticker war. So a lot of kids, they would start to throw stickers on the street, whether you're you know, writing your name in bubble letters on the postage sticker label and then sticking them on or you're designing them at home. So you start to see the back of like stop signs or street signs or even the front maybe. You, you know, I mean, people kind of... Uh, starting to edit the uh, the street signs, you know, and get their message out there. I saw I was in Berlin, you know, and then it said, uh, I, I just saw stickers, you know, this past time. It's alive and well, man. You, you know, it's, it's kind of just, it's a global movement. You know, I always said stickers make the world go round. That's what I said <laughs> back in the back in the 90s hey, when you, you know were part of the sticker war. Because it was, it was a war. Like doing crazy white boys and those things, you made stickers to promote your stuff. Absolutely. It was a sticker war. You'd have wars with stuff. It was a friendly war, but like stickers, what made the world go round. Yeah. I mean, always, I still have a thing. I was looking for a cross sticker to put on my daughter's helmet the other day and I couldn't. I was looking through all my stickers. I'm like, dude, where are my teach peace cross stickers? I I brought you a a sticker actually today right here. Awesome. uh, Yeah. So Shepard Ferry. Yeah. So, I mean, basically this, this whole movement, like you said, you design your stickers and Shepard Ferry and Volcom. Uh, they all they all started off as stickers. So before the T-shirt companies, the clothing brands, the fashion, you know, like designer brands that you see today, or not designer, Volcom but skate has brand. always been a label first, though. Volcom, Volcom was a label first. They were they started ninety two, ninety three. Um, I'm probably. I am They're so very surprised. smart. They gave I'm a sticker with their clothing. I did not, I'm not you know? wearing Volcom right now, dude. 
I am usually too much Volcom. Um, Volcom uh, started 91, 92, um, and they were a clothing company, but they did the sticker where Shepard was more of a, a movement. He took that sticker and made it into the more of, of the Andre face that everybody knows, and his thing was repetitiveness. Yeah. What can I do with this repetitiveness? It means nothing. It meant nothing, and he got people talking because it meant nothing, and then he put it into art that you could actually buy, and then well, I forgot one what show it was in 2006 or seven on La Brea, right near um, Scander's old shop. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I think it was across the street from Scander's uh, old shop. That's where I first saw one of his shows. I'm like, oh, you can buy this shit? And I'm like, I happen to have some money right now. And I started buying prints and just went print crazy. <laughs> and then from there, I, I, it opened me up to other artists and things like that. And Mary stuff Carney like that. Gallery. I'm pretty sure I have a fake Banksy. But what I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm happy with the way that I, the story came and it became into my hands. So I'm happy with how that went. Whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter to me. It's a great story. I have a piece of concrete from London. I'm pretty sure it's fake. But to me, I got a piece of concrete from London that some dude tried to pawn off as a fake. Whether it's real or not, it doesn't fucking <laughs> it's matter. A story. Yeah, it's, it's a not story a fake that I story. Have. Yeah, it's no, a I real love, story. I, so I 100% agree with that. It opened up to other artists and things like that. And then the brainwash thing, it's like brainwash turned into one of the biggest artists overnight. Overnight, he got a pass. And then he was able to do anything. Right now, there's not many artists that have, that yes, have permission to print money. Obey, brainwash. Those guys have permission to print money. All they do is print 50 pieces of art and then... Oh, put it right. on their website and then it's it sold out in money. an hour yeah. or 15 seconds. That's permission to print money. Anytime you need, like, ah, we need 30 grand this month. Let me let me do this. Like, obviously, they both have employees and things like that, but it's a constant, guaranteed. Every time you put a print out, now those prints that go out for 35, well, obey, it's anywhere from 35 to 50, but they're on eBay the next day for 300. Depending on the quality of the print, it'll stay at 300 or lose itself, or the thing could be at 4,000 within three weeks, depending on what the print is. Brainwash, he puts his stuff out quick. I'm not even an artist. How do I know these things? Brainwash puts his stuff out quick. You're knowledgeable. He puts his stuff out quick um, at a price that's not for everybody. So when his stuff gets flipped, it gets flipped for even more. Um, I do have some brainwash brainwash prints. I also have somewhat of a brainwash original due to working with him at the show. I got one of them stormtroopers that that he signed, and it's all you know what man. And the same with some other pieces too. Today I have an. Ah, I know what that is. So with working with him, that dude loves to waste paint. Paint dries. I grabbed a lot of his wasted paint. I made a bunch of these for friends of mine at that time. And that's a piece that's, of paint that be brainwash, careful the back of it. You have to grab the edges. brainwash threw on a wall, landed on the floors. I think that's the Mickey Mouse room. Right. Is where yeah. that came from. So I peeled the paint, and then I made all these things for... I love it, man. This is awesome. This is awesome, man. Thank you for bringing this to show us, man. Yeah, I have you know I have a couple of these. That's like, what I'm saying. Like you know, going back to going back to my visit to Berlin, man. You know, graffiti and street art are big in Berlin. You know, and it just really kind of. And I was going to both the, the you know the street art it galleries and also the um, <laughs> the uh, the real museums, right? And then a lot of the stuff in the real museums was actually just uh, they were kind of copies, actually. And these were in the National Real Museum, but they were old. They were like. 1800 when the old thing would be like i don't know a few thousand years old you know what i mean and it really just made me think i'm like so now we're looking at 1800 stuff that's been here you know for 200 years it's kind of old you know it's like like i said for street art i mean it's you know how are you gonna kind of keep track of this of who's who you know what i mean it's it's just so 
fast, basically, too. And it's like if somebody makes a copy of it, it's kind of just more like that that message kind of lives on. You, you, you know what I mean? And instead of, oh, this is my original kind of work. So things in museums a lot of times, man, it just, I don't know, it gave me that thought like, okay, like, should this even belong here? But at the end of the day, if people go watch it and people sell, it sells, you know, it's art, I guess, right? Yeah, but I don't think the artist is making it for it to sell. I think they're just 100%. making it because that's what's in their head and they're going to have a problem until it gets out. Like, I'm not an artist, but I'm pretty sure I can figure out how things work out. Like, for me, like, if I'm doing a bunch of things at once, that's great. But if all of a sudden somebody that's not doing what I, somebody out of the, out of what I'm doing comes around, you can't talk to me because I'm, until my head finishes what I'm doing, you're, it doesn't work that way. And same with an artist. If, if it's in their head, Mr. Artist, so when it's in your head, <laughs> it's, it's things, it doesn't work out around you until things are out of your head, right? I mean, how's that work? That's that's pretty much it. It it kind of brews, you know what I mean. There's there's an idea in there, and um, well, my my <laughs> situation a little different because I'm always busy with the family and always getting distracted with the kids and stuff. But um, we don't we can't tell. Who's <laughs> <laughs> made more stencils in one year than probably any artist ever? Seriously. But yeah, no, <laughs> the you're right. You, you're right because artists. an idea will get in there. Almost and, fifteen has the energy of a twenty year old. I don't know how. He'll explain, but I don't know how. It has to do with my breathing. children. My children at this point, <laughs> they drive me. The, the children and the wife. But um, no, you're right. It's um, when uh, when there's something that is really you know provocative uh, image. Um, it, it it won't leave me alone until I've gotten it out. Yeah. You know, some images I can move past because, oh, you know, I'll be kind of good or whatever, but I'm busy as it's hell. It's with projects. Not you know. so much images, you know, it's with projects. Yeah. If there's a project that I'm, I'm working on. It's like it's like phone calls, you know. It's phone calls these days. I get mad no, when I know. someone calls phone. me, dude. Someone actually, yeah. I get <laughs> mad when someone calls me. <laughs> I, I've made it clear to my How friends. How dare you call me without texting first? I've made it clear to my friends and family and my employees <laughs> Hey, if you call me, I know it must be an emergency. Yeah. Something's on fire. You crash, you're injured. Because if you call me, I have to stop what I'm doing and concentrate on you. If you text me, I can continue what I'm It's very selfish, I understand. But it's that's my problem. There's my problem. You, you so have a way you of running me, like, things. What are you doing calling me? And literally I'll wait and I won't hit stop to be rude. I'll let it ring the four times <laughs> and then I'll text you, what's up? I feel you, man. <laughs> you know, like I Technology's really, really changed all our lives, man. I mean, you know, like you said, yeah, people don't even call anymore. Everybody just says hello by liking each other's social media. You know, yeah. I, I mean? was just trying to remember so, how many people would actually call me. Hey, I call you, brother. Okay. You. Yes. <laughs> you know I call you. I, yes. There are people that you? call me. I'm like, man, that's old school. And I have to like, like explain to them. It's like, dude, things have changed. We used to you, you were told, don't talk to strangers on the internet and don't get in cars with strangers. <laughs> so you check this. <laughs> But you know what? Like, time has changed, It's a billion-dollar industry right now, getting in cars with strangers that you met on the internet. <laughs> Isn't it? Exactly. It's a billion-dollar industry, it's, dude. That's and it's how the times future. have changed. And it's exactly. the future, you, you, you conduct business differently now. It, like yeah. I said, if you're a, uh, Teach, if you were a street artist back in 2000, when does Instagram come out? 2011? 2008. I mean, you, you know, you would basically only be limited to contacting, you know, your local five-mile vicinity, basically, or wherever you drive out to, and those people will see it. But now with Instagram, I mean, 
you know, yeah, worldwide. In, in, the, in the music world, we have bedroom DJs, man. And you can basically just get your music out there. And all you got to do is just stay in your bedroom. It's like almost, you know, well, you know bad, for a while, basically. So it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying that, like, you know, I know social media has really helped, you know, get your art out there too, man. You wanted to go into a little bit about that? You know what? Speaking that? about getting your art out there and yeah. helping, um, uh, Scotty here is responsible for helping me do that. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about, <laughs> you know, why we basically want A lot of people saw <laughs> pictures. anything but what I normally do. Yeah. That's true. That's <laughs> I didn't do anything but what I normally do. You didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I didn't do anything that I, that I no normally collusion. don't do. There's no collusion. There's nothing. No, it's uh, allegedly. I, I allegedly. Okay, no, no, so seriously. most people, all, a lot of people that follow me, they do what I normally do. They, they've seen pictures of in the past of things that I've done up on billboards. Allegedly. And, <laughs> and allegedly in rooftops, pieces of mine that had appeared up there. Well... Scotty's one of the few people that actually saw it happening, and not only saw it happening, but could actually prove it. <laughs> He's Without a witness. Having to take his word for it. I was, I was, I was a twofer. Not only, not only could I use my listening skills to scanners to make sure that nobody was on the way. I'm also a cameraman, so I documented it. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like there were, there were even a few times where he couldn't be there, but he was like, "Don't worry about it, dude. I'll listen." I remember the first time, I'm like, what do you, what do you mean you're talking to me? You're listening. Dude, I need, I need your eyes. He goes, no, you don't. <laughs> you do not need my eyes, okay? Yeah. Trust me on that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because anybody that sees you will call. No one's going to go, hey, okay. get down from there. Just so They're uh, people call don't, just so people uh, may not understand what I mean by Scotty being kind of like my lookout. At the time, the vehicle that um, Scott had for work happened to have eight police radios. Still does. Just different vehicle. Okay. <laughs> so that, 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 you know, and the reason why that got set up actually was because um, I had gotten arrested in, uh, in 2011, the end of the year, December. Um, and so, you know, I stayed off the streets and uh, I had a few people that so actually figured he'd go in the air. <laughs> <laughs> off the streets into the air. I had a few people offer to be my lookouts, right? Scotty was one of them. And, of course, by far <laughs> qualified, way, way more qualified than any of the others. So um, that's, that was, uh, he kept me safe for uh, another good three years until I quit doing billboards. Okay. What, just curious. I mean, allegedly, when did you quit doing billboards? Stop with this allegedly shit, man. <laughs> We're not on the news. No one's, no one's investigating anything. Teacher's no. not one of the guys that are being looked for, looked at. Allegedly, nothing, man. He fucking went out and did it, and I recorded it. You want to see the evidence? <laughs> I have it somewhere on YouTube. I'm sure it's somewhere on somewhere, but it's just like, Dude. I, I'm in the news industry, and we, they word things on purpose. Well, we're not we're not doing a newscast right now, so it's like allegedly nothing. Uh, this yeah. dude went out and did, did some billboards, did some billboards. Now there's some guys going out right now that that are killing those billboards. Yeah, they've been doing it for a while. Yes, they they got busted. Nobody knows it, but they got busted, and and Victor Victor was there. because oh, no. I didn't notice it until I finally looked at Victor's footage, and I'm like, oh, you're them, and you know the the, the lower dudes who just run it, and it's just beautiful. Victor, they got caught. Oh, now wow. they're now. A few weeks later, they're back at it because once it's in your head, it's fucking in your head. You're not getting out of it, so it doesn't stop you from doing it. But yeah, yeah they, those dudes got caught, and Victor got it. Uh, competition got it too. I don't know if it made the news, but I have I have footage of of them. 
coming down, well, not I, but my company, <laughs> has footage of them coming down the billboard with their backpacks, guns drawn on them. A uh, party of two, I think. I think it was a party of two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So there's two rival crews competing. Oh, there's cabin, more, is there more than each two other now, in? isn't there? How many are well, I'm sure we talking about yeah. news? No, no, I'm talking yeah, about the billboards news. that you're talking oh, about. Oh, billboards? Oh, no, no. I don't know anything about rival crews and billboards. I okay. just know that there's some dudes, I don't know their names. I thought you said they're going over each other. That's Was why. it in decline? Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. So you've always been just recording like crazy shit record. happening, basically. Yeah. My, the, my, <laughs> I, I get made fun of for missing the shot. Yeah. I grew up around the friends, and that's how this all started, was just recording my friends. Yeah. And I would get made fun of for missing the shot. So I, I learned see. not to miss the shot. And then, <laughs> and that was before I even got into the, before I started getting paid to do it. I yeah. just learned not to miss it. And then I started getting paid not to miss the shot. And I was like, this is cool. And now, <laughs> you know, it's, it, love it's that. I, I love and it. It's who I am. Of course, you remember it, what it, he was talking about when, um, <clears throat> during the, uh, the brainwash show. Yeah. You can imagine how much he was given, getting kidded about when all these guys are out there starting the fires, but he's filming brainwash. I'm filming brainwash. I filmed that whole behind the scenes. <laughs> and he's missing the shot. He's yeah. missing the Hollywood and burner. It didn't, it didn't bother me because to me, it was it's that's something you can't take away from me. Yeah. That, that moment, that time, working with that dude. Oh, there's never and, anything and, like it. You always have some guy doing some fucked up shit yeah, out there. But that, yeah, I can chase news stories forever, but at that mm -hmm. point in my world... My, I was helping my buddy put stuff in the streets. Like so, Loud Labs went into the streets, and I was behind or helping him put the stuff in the streets. We're we were working together, and then to be to work with the biggest dude at the time. Yeah, it was it was great for me. I loved it. I, I so how have, did Loud Labs start off? I mean, <sighs> Loud Labs started off with a lot of. Friday and Saturday nights. <laughs> what year was this? <laughs> in yeah. the nineties. In the in the nineties. Sure. Um, it started off with Todd. It started off with Todd. Todd uh, in the nineties. In the nineties, um, Todd was a writer. He used to. Uh, he had this story in his head. He had ninth level concepts. Uh, was kind of the, the 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 brand at the time, and Loud Labs was just part of it. And then once he he got away from that, we did some stuff in ninety nine with some shirts and clothings and partners and stuff didn't work out. So Todd's like, I'm just doing doing my own art thing. And then he kind of went off to the name Loud Labs. Okay. Um, and. Like I said, kept, was it, there in, ever, did you kept ever, it in the garage. Did you ever say why Loud Labs? Like, just the name in itself, why? No. I, I don't know the specific reason why Loud Labs. Um, I'm guessing something to do with laboratories. Uh, Todd likes chemicals, chemistry, things like that. A lot of his art has to do with chemicals and chemistry and, right, and right. Uh, you know stuff like that. So uh, I'm guessing it was that. Uh, it's changed along the years from a two-word thing to a one-word thing. Um, but Loud Labs started as part of a story. That's, okay. that's basically what happened. Um, my name is typical in the story. And the reason why I'm typical is everything I do is pretty typical of me. If you know me, anytime I do something, it's pretty typical of me. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and also, like, once you accept... The space somebody, shuttle. Once you, accept somebody, once you accept somebody for who they are, you can't be mad at them for the things they do. Yeah. There so you go. If you get, mad, that. If you oh, get mad at somebody for what they did, you like don't accept that. them for who they are. Yeah. But when you have some friends, and, and that statement came from me knowing Todd. Got it. He's the first person that I accepted him for who he is. So anytime he did something, it didn't make me mad. Yeah. I'm, not mad yeah. I'm not mad at you for doing that. I'm not mad at you for being mad at me. I'm not mad at you for anything because I accepted you for who you are. So anytime you get mad at me, Todd, it's because you didn't accept me for who I was at that time. That's but anyways, so good. I like that. Um, 
So Loud Labs uh, went into the streets once the the movement um, came along, and then we worked the uh, Mr. Brainwash during that show. Invited all local artists worldwide, if if you can make it. But he, right. he opened up his uh, warehouse. He opened up his show, Five Levels. He opened up the very first floor half of it to anybody. Yeah. You can come in and put your stuff down. And then it got so crazy, rules started to apply. Yeah, and then it got so crazy. It just it 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 became part of the show. Yeah. Um. So that's where Keith and I met and yep. had a relationship. And Keith and Todd, same age, same thoughts, same beliefs. Um. Todd was doing something a little different than most artists at that time. If you saw a Loud Labs piece in the street, it you was takeable. It. it was yeah. takeable. Yeah. It was on a piece of wood, too. and we didn't put it on there where you couldn't take it. It was. On a tile, we didn't put it where you couldn't take it. If it was on, it was never put straight onto a wall. It was always put on something in his garage. And then we went and put it somewhere, and everybody knew that it was takeable. And if social media was then oh, what it man. is now, have we'd have scavenger more. hunts. Because yeah. we had yeah, those scavenger absolutely. hunts at that time, but nothing compared to what one it would be now. One of the pieces they put up was one of the most um, seen pieces by far, because it was right where... I think it's the I-10 and the 110 or somewhere um, along there where it divides. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the tile right there during traffic in downtown. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good post. That was a good post, <laughs> man. It's a good spot. I'm really, and, 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 and I'm really good at finding spots, and it's all because of Your Shepherd, job. Sh- no, Shepherd Ferry 101. He's oh, really good at okay. placing that sticker, not just obvious. He was really place, good yeah. at placing it in a place where it kind of went with it. So yeah. all the spots that I always found were kind of with it, where you're like, oh, that's there. And so I picked this one spot on the 10 eastbound at the 110 connector Yes, where you're sitting in traffic, mm-hmm. you're looking at Todd's piece, and you're looking at downtown, and you're yeah. only going four miles an hour. You don't, have a choice. <laughs> you don't have a choice but to look at it. And that was a great, great spot. That's some hey, that's some L.A. insider. I know you're from OCLA, based Southern California, yep, man. I'm that's from where Southern I'm from. California. I'm from West Covina, bro. So, you know, that's the hood, man. Wait, wait. Then, Todd, go, go into yeah. the uh, space shuttle. Space shuttle is... Todd has a lot of connections to the space shuttle. Um his father-in-law at the time built pieces for it. His oh, friend, wow. his friend's parents built pieces for it. Um, part of it was uh, built in Downey. Todd's from Downey. Um, in Todd's story, the space shuttle is what got us the the uh, the space shuttles that they they didn't want that NASA didn't want anymore. Loud Labs took them, and and that's what gets us across in in Todd's story. Gets us through you know the story. Um, so. It was always part of his story, and then it came here in 2012, and we made shirts. I almost wore that shirt today, too. We made shirts to give out. We made videos. We did all kinds of things because Todd was an editor by uh, by trade. Yeah, Todd got paid to edit. I got paid to film. When we used to do it for free, we worked together a lot. Yeah. When we both started getting paid for it, it wasn't so much fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. it's not fun to do shit that you get paid for to do it for free. It takes up time. Yeah, but those are the stuff that got you to where you used to where you are now. So it's like, hundred percent. You love doing those projects, but as you get older, it's like, man, I just spent eight hours fucking editing all day for some dude I don't like, and now I'm gonna do it for you or for me or or you know, Todd and I always fought, but it was it's like, it was fun to do, but where did it? It was a passion project. It's like sure. any new stringers that come along right now, man. I tell people, it's like, dude, this isn't a career change for you. It's a passion project. It's a hobby that pays. Same thing for any new artist, I guess. Look at it like a hobby that has the potential to pay. 
Yeah. One you know, other thing about the don't, the don't get into it for money. One yeah, other thing, thing about man. the, uh, the space shuttle. Whatever um, it is you do in life, don't get into it. For last money. last time, get real quick. Go I'm gonna space shuttle. Yeah. Wait, 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 one thing. One other thing about the space shuttle. Um, so you've got uh, Space Invader <clears throat> put a tile. Yeah. Up in outer space, right? Oh, that part of the space shuttle. <laughs> Well, well he, no, all the other stuff Invader is well, another street I artist, guys. I got the listen. idea from Invader. I totally got the idea Invader's from Invader. Invader's a street artist that does a uh, Mr. Brainwash's cousin. Nephew. Cousin. Cousin. Oh, I didn't know that. Mr. Brain, yeah. yeah I didn't know they're related. Oh, yeah, in the movie, he's French. In the movie, you'll see that he's not too excited about his cousin. <laughs> Space Invader isn't too excited about what his cousin became. Because Space Invader's been in this business for a long time. Yeah. He is one of the top dudes. He's one of the um, OGs. Yeah, but uh, I took a, a, a weather balloon. I went to Ar Arkansas. I went to Arkansas. Uh, my brother lives there, and I took a weather balloon and a GPS and some cameras, and I took a toy space shuttle and launched it ninety-six thousand feet into the air. This said Loud Labs <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah, space shuttle. It said Loud Labs. Okay, yeah, I still That's have that dope. toy. That toy has been in space. So That's my dope. point is, here's number two. Okay, you got Space Invader with his tile that went this far away from Earth. Yeah, this is number two. <laughs> <laughs> love that. I love that. I love that. That's exactly. Just, that's the reality of it right there. Now, Loud yeah, Labs. No, some good video, man. Loud Labs is pretty well known here in LA, man. You, yeah, you yeah. The, things things have happened. Stuff is stuff is taking place. Stuff is I never thought it would do what it's done. Um when I chose the name Loud Labs, I chose it because Todd was a street artist and Todd was putting the name on the streets. I figured I can put the name on TV. <laughs> um, and I was working. I was working for a company, so it's pretty much we tagged the TV. That's how I looked at it. I was going to work I love that, tagging man. the TV. And they're I still tagging the TV. Every morning I tag that TV. <laughs> um, so and nobody really knows that backstory. That it's everyone's like, why the name Loud Labs? And it's like, well, because I'm tagging the TV, guys. Like yes, you are. Like I'm. You're, you're, it's, it, I and, love it, that. And man. it comes I from think, it comes uh, from the you know the street art world. But I used that name Loud Labs and started in 2012. I've been stringing since 2000, but I've been working for other companies until I started my own. And I started my own because of being in the streets. So Todd's in the streets, I'm on the TV, and then things just rolled. The Nightcrawler movie showed up because of that. Got the Netflix deal. Yeah, let's talk about, about the dark, Netflix. And then Shot in the Dark. Yeah, Holy let's talk about kebabs, that real dude. quick. I mean, you know, uh, Scott here has got something on Netflix you guys can check out. Um, Shot in the Dark, basically, just uh, do a little search for that. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, Be like, careful starting to watch it. You may not be able to stop. Yeah. yeah, and you will have an opinion on me. <laughs> Whether it's a good or a bad one, you will have an opinion on me. Um, it's, uh, man, how do I explain it? It shows what I do. It shows what I do, and it shows it well. It's a very competitive business. They chose three companies. It's uh, me, Loud Labs. RMG News and On Scene TV. Uh, I used to work for On Scene TV. I used to work for RMG. I now own Loud Lab. So I tell people, those are the top three companies in Los Angeles. So I mm -hmm. tell people, it's like, out of the, th the, the top three companies in Los Angeles, I help establish two of them, and I own the third. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what happened. On Scene, when I started working with On Scene in 2000, they were two people. I brought them into, they were daytime stringers. After 9-11, I brought them into the night, helped establish them into the night, didn't like their politics. And then moved on to RMG, helped establish RMG. And at some point, I'm like, I need to do my own thing. And I started Loud Labs. And then the show came along. Um, and it's our second show. We did a show on True TV called Stringers LA back in 2006, 7, 8. I like that um, name, Stringers, man. Stringers LA. It was, uh, it, it was a very well put together show. It was just bad timing. Um, on True TV and the Olympics and things like that. Well, Nightcrawler hadn't come out yet either, right? No, Nightcrawler yeah. hadn't come out. Nightcrawler came out in 2014. Um, 
the company I had just left, RMG, they were consultants on that movie. Uh, they were given all 12 episodes of Stringers L.A. Um, I was researched for the role. He even took one of my lines and put it in the movie. Um, nice. I went to the premiere of the movie. It was a, it's, it's a great movie. It's pretty... Yeah, no, I've seen it It's before. pretty spot on. The way I look at it is Shot in the Dark is a continuation of the movie, but in real life. The way Shot in the Dark ended was... Not Shot in the Dark, sorry. The way Nightcrawler ended, that's what was going on in my life at that exact moment. I had just... Went on my own and put a team together. Wow. At the end of, you know, the end of Nightcrawler, that dude just went on his, uh, not on his own, but just he was putting a team together. Yeah. Um, so which TV anchor was that uh, lady supposed to represent? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, no, no. It, it's, a little bit of fiction involved, yeah, believe I mean, it or not. There was obviously some Hollywood embellishment yeah. in that movie. We don't negotiate <laughs> for prices. We don't negotiate for prices. Um, some people are touching people that shouldn't be touching people, or they actually should be touching people. It's just, it's... It's it's <clears throat> things like that obviously happen for a reason. Like you don't make all that shit up. So but let, it's let's just say shit hit the shit hits the fan and the cops are there. Will they, the cops recognize you because like you're the dude with the camera and they've seen you? Like or I mean not you or your team. You have like a name badge. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious. Just, I don't know. They have hats to say press. They have a. I uh, because of the vehicles that I drive. When I get out of the vehicle, I want to be clearly identified of who I am. So I, I wear press shirts. I wear press hats. If you see anybody in Los Angeles wearing a press hat or a press shirt, that's because they saw me. Um, <laughs> before the TV show, I've been doing it long enough where people knew who, knew, knew who I was. Yeah. But because of the TV show, there's not a night that I don't go to work where I don't get recognized by a police officer or a firefighter or a tow truck driver. Okay. Stopped on the street sometimes. The car, my car, is, mm -hmm. uh, I would call it, uh, a character on the show. I'm a kid of the 80s. So you got the General <laughs> Lee. You got yes. Kiss. You got uh, the A-Team van. You oh. got Magnum P.I. Yeah. The, the, the show revolved around Batmobile. the car. Yes. That's how Shot in the Dark kind of took my car. They kind of made my car a character. Okay. Uh, the white Dodge Charger. Yeah. It's very fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so also me, very smooth and very nice. So, With so eight I, police radios. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're sitting there, like, kind of listening to the police radios every night, single night. Yeah, the show the show yeah. shows how exciting the job can be. The show doesn't show how boring the job is. <laughs> you're you're Wait, sitting, I got a question you, for you. You've, so you has there ever been a time where you put the camera down and got involved? Yes, uh twice. Both times um you got to understand though, man, and, and and I'm just being honest and I'm being truthful here. It's like if I ever go into superhero mode, you will never not see it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to, like, I'll help you, but I'm going to get the shot at the same time. I ain't missing the shot. I'm <laughs> okay. not. I'm not. I'll help you. But I'm going to make it, while I'm getting my shot, I'm going to make it look like I'm a nice guy. And I am. But at the same time, just know it's being recorded. Like, I'm not, I mean, if, if, if I happen to see something happen to me, it could also I'm, be for your own safety. If I'm driving, like on the way here, if I was driving and something happened, would I grab my phone and record it as I'm doing something? No, I would do whatever it needs to take to help that person. But when I'm working, I'm in work mode. Right. There's a difference right. when I get ready for work and when I'm not working. Like somebody will call me and be like, "Hey, man, there's a pursuit on TV. You gonna go chase it?" I'm like, "No. What channel is it on?" Like I'm not working right now. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it too. So when I'm when I'm working, I'm in work mode. My work mode is different than I'm a who, who I am working and who I am when I'm not working are two different people. And you'll see that on the show. You'll see the guy on the show who's a dick, but he's also has he he has a job to do, and that's what I'm doing my job. 
And sometimes my job is to document very bad things. So, I mean, you know, car accidents. All of it. All of it. All I mean, of it. What about? I don't get to about, record nice things. So during the day, what about the bad things during the day? I mean, less things happen right, during so the day, here's, obviously, here's, right? There, there's, there's rules to this job, yeah. at least in this market. You got daytime news and you got nighttime news. Um, first of all, news did change 9-11. 9-11 changed daytime news. It used to be you got your world news from Peter Jennings and, you know, Tom Brokaw at 6.30, and that was when you got your world news. After 9-11, September 12th, you started getting your world news on your local news, and it never changed. So oh, wow. things, did, things did change a little bit when it came to uh, things like that. Um, what was the question again, real quick? You probably don't remember either. No, 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 I do. I do. Right. I said, just do you only do it at nighttime? Okay, so yeah. the difference between daytime news and nighttime news. I started doing this job during the day. Okay. Um, the guys who taught me the job, they learned from people who were the top dogs at night at that time. So I learned the job during the day, and during the day, you can't move. You can't yeah. travel. You can't, sure. you, can't, you can't go anywhere. And I was also involved before technology showed up to where we had to drive our footage to a feed point. Where oh, the, my God. The generation before me would drive their tapes to each station. Oh, I at least only got to go to one place <laughs> and feed it to everybody at once, oh, where now geez. we feed from our cars. But you were but, doing it during the day, and you had the footage, you and could, you still and had here, to— And here's the thing about during the day. You can only basically work between 10 p.m., or excuse me, between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Well, this is in L.A. because we yeah, can't— Yeah, because of traffic. <laughs> yeah. And then also, you have to realize you have to realize at 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., the stations have their helicopters out looking for breaking news. All their Each station has their 20 vans that go out looking for news. So during the day, you have to get that victim or that suspect. You have to get something that the stations can't get. Now, those hours between 10 and 2 for a 25-year-old, dude, no. best fucking hours I could ask for. I'm done working at 3. Just just made $500, done working at 3 p.m. Now I have to just get myself enough sleep to be back at it around 10. And, yeah. and, and so, you know, you, you hang out and you have a good time and, and then you work. I'm, I'm making money hitting record. It was a dream come true. But at nighttime, the story just has to happen. You don't have to get the victim. You don't have to get the suspect. You can get a police officer blocking the road and the stations don't have footage to cover that. So they're either going to use a map or they're going to use your footage. And if you do get the victim or the suspect, even better. And now it's to the point where most likely somebody's getting the victim or the suspect. There, right. are, Some... there, 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 there are five companies out right now that are pretty much putting things up on the news every day. Between those five companies, you'll see one of those logos every day. Um, anybody else after that, it's tough to do this job by yourself. It's If you're not on one of those teams, it's not working. And... It's very competitive. Each one of those teams has people. And they cover all the way out to the IE, <laughs> basically. We cover the whole goddamn country. Um, <laughs> but, Love it. But, I mean, it's it, it, not basically covering the whole country. But when it comes to the Los Angeles market, that market is pretty much Santa Barbara to North San Diego. Yeah. Camp Pendleton. Yeah. So that market is, and to, I almost want to say, Palm Springs. Oh, wow. So everything is covered by somebody on one of the teams. Jeez. Some teams have somebody in all territories. Some teams only have somebody in a couple territories. Some teams stay in one county, a couple counties. It all depends on what it is, but it's... They're all collectives. It, it is, and, and everybody... There's no secrets anymore. It used to be a very secretive community. People didn't tell people about this job. Nobody knew that the news got to you by people besides the news. Yeah. They yeah. thought April O'Neil was like... Pulling up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, there's no secrets anymore how, how people operate. And yeah. 
That's crazy. I've been man. pretty open book about how things work now, especially since the show. It's like, fuck it, dude. If you want to try to come out here and compete against me, go for it. Yeah. More power oh to God. you, dude. I mean, and, oh, I got to point out this tattoo that my bro Scott has on his arm. You want to talk about street. Oh, man. And knowledge of the, the interstates and everything. Um, That's an awesome tattoo, brother. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, I think I got it from, uh, I forgot. I think it was uh, taken from a Thomas guide. Yeah. Kids, Thomas guides? <laughs> Thomas guides are what we used before GPS and not to get lost. You, people don't know what it's like not to be lost. It's right? about an inch Or thick. know what it's like so to Scott, be lost. People, people don't. Scott's yeah, got you know a tattoo. What I mean. Anyways, it's the, yeah. the freeways of LA and Orange County. Um, yeah, and I've always prided myself since I can, can remember knowing where I was. And yeah. it all started with the 91 freeway. Uh, yeah. I lived in La Palma, so that was the freeway next to me. All of my freeway knowledge stems from the 91 at Orange Thorpe. See, the thing is, the like, a lot of Walker. people... And, like, I train my kids, like, to know where you are. Like, don't get in the car and hit the GPS. Know where the fuck you're going, man. Yeah. The, there's one thing, and I tell all my stringers, too. Technology's going to change. Your camera's going to change. Your car's going to change. Your phone, everything will change. You know what's not going to change? The name of that street. It will always be the name of that street. And if it's, it sucks. People don't know what it's like. I love that, because you, be you grew it's up crazy. LAOC, you know, and a lot of people... You know, they they come to L.A., they're from a different area, but now they're Los Angelinos, you know, and then they never leave the one, pass, go east past the 110. You, you, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, if I if I say, like, hey, the the 57 and the 60 or something like that, they like, may have no that? idea. Yeah, what's that? Heinz that that tells me that you're not from do, L.A. Do you, That's uh, what it tells do you me. Travel, do you travel? I mean, you're a traveler, so yeah. when you go anywhere else, it's not called the... It's just, exactly. It's just we gotta give it respect. Isn't that the, weird? Well, we gotta give it respect because the amount of stress it gives us. You know, hey, it's on the ten, man. There's traffic on the ten. Yeah, it's never, it's never, it's never on ten freeway at at six oh five freeway. It's always on the ten freeway at the six oh five freeway. Exactly. Yeah, you always put the word the <laughs> some here. In, it's like in, it's like you know when you're weird. a kid and you had to run the mile, man. You know, you always called it the mile. You know, it wasn't hey, you got to run a mile today. It was you got to run the mile. You know what I mean? Or if somebody says <laughs> pop, you know they're not from here. They're from the east side. <laughs> The East Coast. The East Coast. The East For Coast. Soda. Exactly. We call that. <laughs> call that. Pop. So that was pop. <laughs> I love that. You know what? It's been an hour, man. Actually, you want to really? go? Yeah, it's been an hour. Do you want to continue a little bit longer? I just, you know what? I want to talk okay, a little bit about yeah. current events. You know what I mean? What's, okay. What's yeah, going let's on talk about current news events a little I mean, bit right now. You know, because he's all about you know getting all kinds of news yeah. and stuff. But Teach, so, you got that uh, it's Mueller time shirt today on. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I have a new uh, stencil for for teacher. I'm waiting for it. It's a can. It's going to look like a campaign poster. But it'll just say impeach 2019. <laughs> <laughs> it'll look just like I a did. campaign poster, you know. And but I'm I'm assuming it'll say impeach. That, that, at least that's my vision that I figure you're gonna be making one day. So Here's guys, the, you know what? I I'm I'm I don't want to kick a dead horse. You know what I mean? He's done. He's done. <laughs> he is, man. And and it's it's funny because I, when it comes to politics and religion, the things you don't talk about. And when it comes to religion, my thought is, it doesn't hurt to believe. It yeah. only hurts not to believe if it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that, man. So that's my thought on religion. You know, it's like it, it's, it's but, so but, true, but when it comes man. to politics, it's like you you wanted him to do good. You did. Now, yeah. is he doing good for the economy? Probably yes. It, uh, are all the statements they're saying lies to us? Eh. But he's doing well for the economy. But you have to have somebody who has some sort of integrity, man. Some yeah. sort of backbone. I mean, I, I like Donald Trump. I love hype. Donald Trump has always been a cool cat. President Trump, not a big yeah. fan. Not no, a big you know fan. What? I'll be two different with you. dudes. Like Donald was... Trump, and that's another thing too. It's like, has President Trump had sex? 
because his wife ain't touching him. No. <laughs> and he can't he can't be going out touching things. Now, Donald Trump has had a lot of sex, and we all know about it, which is great. It's funny. He's like, yes, we did pay them, but no, I didn't touch them. Yeah. Come on, dude. So it's like, right. has President it's just like Trump Bill Clinton had sex? Maybe that's so. his problem. Yeah, of course. Think about it, dude. Oh, my God. He's Think backed about up. It. Think about that. He's so backed up. He's His wife ain't touching him, and oh, he can't man. be bringing in some side stuff in the White House. Can you imagine if we found out about Not that? Not anymore. No, you can't anymore. No, you can't man. do anything anymore no. and get away no, with it. You, you, that's why he Clinton's spends so like, much. well. <laughs> <laughs> Clinton's like, you can. <laughs> you, you can do it. You just got to figure it out. Slick Willie, yeah, brother. Yeah, man, I didn't, I didn't think about that till right now, dude. That motherfucker ain't getting laid. That's no, true, no, man. this dude's going back in the Trump that. Tower. You know he has his uh, no, 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 personal no, no. elevator he chase coming in, man. He cannot take that chance right now. No, at he can't. All, That's true. Dude. Donald Trump, oh, yeah, that dude fucking played it around. President Trump, President Trump's not getting laid. You know what? Here's what I saw. I saw. Think about pre- that. I, seriously, <laughs> I saw. I can think about that right now. That motherfucker ain't getting laid. No. That's no. a lot of stress to have no outlet for it. And, uh. and he probably has an orange penis. Because his hands, because his hands are orange, but I have to, I have to say, say why? Because his hands are orange and it's sprayed off and whatever. All right, here we go. So what you, what about current politics? Current politics, a lot of things. Here's one thing that I'm gonna, I will say about current politics. When I hear fake news, it's tough for me when I'm in the industry and I know how it works. There's mm-hmm. uh, uh, stories that just can't be hidden where they're like, that didn't know, happen. Right? It's like, d- 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 it, it happened. You didn't. All these reporters aren't on the same team. I know how you 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 got your job. You got your job by being good at it and telling the truth. You're not all of a sudden gonna be like, mm, I'm down with your I'm down with your cause. We're gonna fake this. That's not how reporters work, dude. Now they might get some information that they believe is true and it's not true, and they'll believe it and throw it out there, and then you find out it's not, and they'll apologize and do retracts. But when it comes to fake news, like if somebody's putting out the truth, it's I heard something today. There's there's three truths. There's three truths. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that You know one. what I'm talking about? Yes. There's three truths. Yes. And the political truth is the crazy one. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, you throw it out there enough, and it's the... This is what has uh, to I'm do a little with... lost on the three truths. Can you explain Go that? Go ahead. Are they? You do it better. <laughs> I just heard it on the way here, too. I heard it on, uh, I think it was Rogan and Neil deGrasse Tyson were talking about it. deGrasse Tyson was saying the three truths are the... Uh, I forgot the way he worded it, but there's the, the, the truth, the facts, the truth facts. Then there's the... Uh, it's the one where you're believing in uh, your beliefs. Like, if you believe in God, it's true You're true to you. That's what it is, true to you. So the right. first one is the fact truth. Second one is true to you. The third one is uh, political truth. Political truth is if you throw it out there enough, it becomes true. Whether it's true yeah. or not, in our world and society, it becomes true. The true to you is I believe in God. I believe in Muhammad. This is who I believe in. You ain't changing my mind. Right. The other one is the fact, fact. truth. Yeah, Sky scientific. is blue. Yeah. Sky is blue. Yeah, and unfortunately with politics, it's easier to fool someone than to convince them they've been fooled. Oh, 100%. I mean, hey, guys, he's not a a good businessman. He's a reality show star, Mm, guys, that's convinced. He's a good businessman. He's I, I not disagree, a man. good politician. He's not a great politician. <laughs> no, he's a great businessman. Look what he he's inherited. done. Look what he's built. Inherited nothing. Now, when you dude, have he kept billions. it going. He, you got to give credit where credit is due. The dude has done things that we haven't done. The dude has done things enough to put himself in that position. The problem is he's not worthy of that position. You know, give, 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 me, give me a few million dollars to start something or a few billion. You won't then... be the president of the United States. Because I'm Asian, brother. <laughs> <laughs> 
it doesn't <laughs> matter if you were born if you were born Hopefully here, that won't matter at some point you know what i mean <laughs> the, the, the dude did build up an empire yeah. um now whether it you. was cricket along the way i've seen some documentaries that's a cricket motherfucker um <laughs> whether but he still built it up and he did it uh but what he's doing to our country he became president that's what i mean he's, he's, he's helping us. out in economy he's the ultimate stuff like sales that, but he's not a good representative yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll have another podcast. Would she have been age, better, brother, And then, like, uh, would we'll, she we'll compare. <laughs> would she have been a better representative? I don't. I don't know, man. It's like, I t- to be honest, I never voted because I knew my vote didn't do shit. I voted the first time because of a piece of art in two thousand eight. Oh yeah, that's the reason I voted, and I voted twice. That's awesome. I that's think the only you, time I, I voted. Oh, I lied. I did vote for her because I didn't want him. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, I'm not happy about voting for her, no. but. And after what had happened, I'm going to go back to not voting anymore. Yeah. And the thing about it is, if you, if, and I'm not complaining about it. And that's the thing, man, is a lot of people complain about it. I, my, thought, my thought and theory is the time and effort you try to fuck the system over, why don't you just try to work the system to your advantage? Because you're not changing the system, man. You're not fucking changing no. the system. Are you shaking your head because you don't believe me? Or are you shaking your head because all right, gotcha. I see. I see. <laughs> no, brother. I'm, I'm like motherfucker. Listen to what I'm saying. Because the, the, the construction and the noise outside. I was about to jump on him. No, I'm, I'm. But but that's always one of the things. Like people that fight the system and do this, it's like I understand your cause. I get it. But as much time and effort you're doing to fight it, why don't you figure out a way to work it to your advantage? Not work it like work it to where I'm fucking the system over. The system can work to your advantage. And I'll give you a prime example. President Donald Trump. <laughs> Motherfucker, work the system. Yes, he did. Work the system as best as anybody's ever worked it. Yeah, and, and, and if he, it doesn't matter if he goes to jail or what the hell is going to happen once it's all he's done. He's not going with. to jail, and I'll tell you why. Same reason Michael Jackson didn't go to jail. You're never going to put the most famous person in the world in jail. And at that point, when Michael Jackson was being investigated for, being, for touching people, mm-hmm. you're not putting the most famous person in the world in jail. And did they? Nope. And right now, that Trump dude is the most famous person in this world. You're not putting him in jail. He's going to lose his job, but you're not putting him in jail. Fuck no. And then we got Mike Fuck Pence, brother. No. <laughs> what do you want? I said, then we got Mike Pence right after that. Oh, uh, but anyways, you What's know crazy what? is what's coming next, man? What is coming next, dude? <laughs> what's That's coming what next? Who's the, who's, the ne- who's the next president? That's what's crazy. He's not going to... Here's another thing about the voting. This is my opinion on the, the 2020 campaign, right? Yes, yes. Okay, here's my opinion on that. The people that don't like him didn't change their mind. No. You still don't like him, but the people that did like him, they've changed their mind. So you're not going to... It ain't happening. Now, is he going to be fired before he loses? Oh, think of the memes. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. And... and and I, and I watch enough TV to know that apparently things are happening in November, that Democrats can start this process if they win in November. They can start this process as early as January. Yeah. This dude is gone. And I love hype. Like I, I said, know, I, yeah. I love Donald Trump. President Trump, not a big fan. Yeah. But I like hype. But the problem is this is the wrong kind of hype I like, man. This is our fucking country. This is where we live. And yeah. another thing, too, we're only American because this is where we're fucking born. We're all human. Let's get that mm-hmm. out there. We're all human. We're, all, we're only here because that's where our parents fucked. You know, yeah. so it, it's, 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 it, it's, we're human, dude. We're all in this together. It's like these borders and walls and shit. It's like, oh man, it's like, yes, you want what's best for the country, but there's better ways of going about it. You all know right. what? That, I think that's a great way. Agreed. Let's end it on that note, man. Scott, I want to thank you, brother, Passionate, for coming man. out, I love man. the passion and, stories, brother. Hey, you know you. what? And I, w- I really stuff. want to hear more of those news stories, man. So I want to have you on again when you get the chance, man. We got another guest coming up soon. So, um, you know, we got to keep going, but. <laughs> 
I love it, man. Take care, brother. All right. Have a Thank you very much. Guys, I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, guys. Love you. Bye. Peace. You